y'all um and we're back and we're back we're back um this is jerick aka jari's d your host of a little tea time and your favorite published author's favorite published author um we've been having some technical difficulties this evening with the equipment so we are definitely trying our best to get you tonight's episode of a little tea time um again thank you for everybody who's tuning in um thank you to every person who gets opportunity to share comment and subscribe to my page to anyone who gets a chance to view please send stars um i am accepting stars for these shows so thank y'all for all of the love and support and everyone's dedication to a little tea time via facebook live youtube and spotify so i am going to try again to get my guest back in here and we're going to see if we can have some fun with mr nelson boyd A.K.A. Mr. Friday Chicken. Alright, so y'all just hang tight. Let's see. Let's see if he's came in yet. Mr. Boyd, are you out there? I am looking for you, Nelson. Okay, I don't know if he's tuning in just yet. I think we got him in. Invite. Add. We're going to give it a second. What did you do? Good evening. Good evening to you, sir. Welcome to a little tea time. Thank you for being here tonight. I I ain't got no tea. I ain't got no tea. I'm, I'm cleansing. Okay, feel that, feel that. So, Mr. Nelson Boyd. What is um, first, first of all, I got to tell you how great of an honor it is to have you on a little tea time. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, you was watching the show last week when I interviewed Three go trip or Khalid. That's my boy. Now to have you here is like, okay, mind boggling. Um, we're going to dive right into your interview so we can let the people know who you are. If they're get it. not familiar. So, can you tell my viewers a little bit about yourself? Ah. Uh. Back 
in the early 80s, I heard LL Cool J and Run DMC on the radio. On, they, they played them on KOKA, which, you know, that was the only black radio station in Shreveport at the time. But I just wanted to be like that. I, I mean, I ain't, I, I ain't never been way up on money, but I just wanted to be famous. I wanted people to know me. I started DJing. So I got known around Shreveport and started DJing for this group called Organized Rhyme. But I'm like, why are they getting all the pub when I could get it myself? So I started rapping. Mm -hmm. And it just went from now. Yes, sir. And one of your hits, if people are familiar with you, it's Fry that chicken. You hear me? Heard the song years ago. I have not heard it until we had our conversation. And then I said, well, let me go back and hey, listen look. to the song again. <laughs> so I could reminisce. Well, wait a minute. Do you remember Take Me Get My Nails Did? Yes. That was I remember that. Too. Okay, okay. That, everybody, oh. People people thought for a long time that uh, that that wasn't me. They thought it was them dudes that did just, just my baby dad. That just my baby dad. No, <laughs> that was me. Yes, sir. I'll change it. Yes, sir. I, I do stand-up comedy now, so the comedian was always in me, so I was always coming up with these crazy songs. And I just put them out there. Make it do what it do. Okay, okay. We're going to dive more into that. So when you are not doing your music and comedy, what do you do for fun? Okay. In your studio? Yes. Yes, sir. Making music, making, making tracks, writing songs for other people, you know, ghostwriting. Okay. Okay. So, what inspired you to develop your idea to be an artist? Garland Jones from Garland's music on uh, well, it used to be on Linwood. We used to sit around and and kick it all the time, and he picked up on the fact that like why he, he always got us laughing why is he just sitting here making us laugh we ain't finna give him nothing he tricked me into going to a comedy show one night and matter of fact Kali three go trip he was performing that night it was an open mic night and he was performing I'm like what's Kali doing here but then when he got off the stage, they called my name and told me to come up. And I'm like, I ain't signed up to do no show. Mm -hmm. So I go up there, and my manager was with me at the time. And I, so I went up there, and I just did what I, you know, first thing popped in my mind, which is really just like my whole music career. I just... It's, it's just in me. And I wanted to come out and I want people to be entertained by it. So I've just been doing what I do for years. Now I'm 
38 years in. 38 years in. I, I did my research on your song, Fry That Chicken, with <laughs> 7.6 million views on YouTube. But that's not counting the people that shared it. Mm -hmm. It's really more like 50. Great work. Been doing the great work. Um, next question. Question. How did you decide when to establish your brand in your company as an artist? After when I when I did take me get my nails did I, I, a couple of years later I figured it would be lucrative. So so I went in, in that direction. So it was just a, a, a downhill battle to come up with look the, the Miss Peaches wig, you can see it. Yes. <laughs> in the in the boa. That part. <laughs> I got issues. You write that little slippers. No, you could just as an artist, I understand we as artists we have to do what we feel is necessary right. for our brand. Right. And you did what was necessary for your brand. It was authentic, it was real. You were not selling a product, you were selling authenticity. I was trying to sell me. Exactly. So I applaud that. And to have you here, this is Shreveport Music Royalty. So the next question, how have your priorities changed since you started your business? How, how did my what change? Your priorities. My kids, man. I got seven kids. I baby mamas. But I I I know for a long time people like what I do. But about two years ago, this guy from California contacted me uh on Facebook and he was just a fan, but I felt like a Grammy. I felt like I got a Grammy when he sent me this. That's a gold chicken foot? Yes. I was like, whoa. He didn't tell me what it was. He just said, I'm going to send you something. And he, he sent me that chicken foot. That's deep. I was like, whoa. That's that, that's way out there. So, 38 years in the business. Yep. What or who was your most favorite person you met in the music business? Oh, Puffy. You met Puffy? We, we, I had a meeting with him. The first time I had a meeting with him. And then we left to go get some lunch. We were in New York and we left to go get some lunch. And when we walked back out of the building where his office was, I did like, like this. I'm looking up at, at the big buildings, you know, I'm from Shreveport. <laughs> so I wanna see these big old buildings. I'm looking up at the building and he slapped me on the neck. And I'm like, man, what the hell is wrong with you? 
And he said, don't do that. You look like a tourist. You're going to get robbed. That sounds right. It made sense after he stated. But there was this one time. And and remember, I'm from Hollywood Heights, straight out of Motown, baby. We was in Atlanta at his restaurant. And and, uh, Tony Braxton was there. And we was all sitting down eating what we were about to eat. And the, the, the waiter came up to ask for our drink order. So everybody everybody ordered what they were going to drink. I ordered an OE. And they, he said, well, we don't sell that here. And I was like, dang. Because at the time, that's what I drunk, OE. And the puffy said, send somebody to the store to get him an OE. Then when they left, when they walked off, he leaned over and said, "Hey man, you ain't in the hood no more, man. You can drink bud." So now I drink Dead bud. Part. Now I drink bud ice. At least this is good beer. That part is it's it's somewhere with a name on. Right, right. It's the name everybody recognizes. Now, I know that we had a conversation prior to tonight that you you know just about all of these famous names that hail from Shreveport, Louisiana. I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to give you a good quote. Because a lot of people don't know this. I'm going to give you a really extremely good one. Now, me and the executive producer of Friday Chicken, he started making video commercials for people. So we went to go do a commercial for this club downtown Shreveport and it just so happened Reginald Vale Johnson was there. Carl, mm. Carl Winslow from Urkel. Yeah. Well, you know, in real life he gay. So I saw him but I didn't react. Now, my executive producer at the time, he reacted. He was like, you know, saw an opportunity to get somebody famous on a reel or something, or at least just know him or meet him. So we left out the club and we went through the scene in front of the club for the so we had a sign in the background. So I'm down on the on my knees with the boom mic. Well, somebody went, somebody told him who I was. So he wanted to meet me because he liked Friday Chicken. He come out there with this big ass smile on his face and he shook my hand. But I'm thinking about the fact he gave. He held my hand a little too long. And, and I took, I, you know, I jerked it back. And my producer said, hey man, why you do that? I was like, that dude gay. <laughs> I ain't homophobic, but I don't want him getting the wrong idea because he already out here worried about me dressing up as a woman talking about frying some damn chicken. And now he holding my hand too long. I don't want him to get the wrong understanding. <laughs> so, 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 you know, yeah, you, you got to go. But, you know, it's it's been several, I, I remember, I remember the night that I moved to Dallas, I uh I DJed a party 
at that uh, uh that little club over there on Old Mansfield Road. But when I was leaving out, the bartender recognized me, and he said, "Uh, you know, ain't you Miss Peaches?" I said, "Not today," which is you know what I tell everybody. Cause you you see me walking around like a dude. Why would you think I'm Miss Peaches? So. I'm guessing he was gay because he, he kept asking me to go have coffee with him. And I kept telling him, I'm like, you know, I ain't gay. I just play that character on TV. And he said, well, uh, he, well, he just kept coming back saying stuff to me. And the last trip out, when I got my equipment out of there, he walked up on me, but I had my gun at the time. And the only the reason I ain't killing me is because my cousins grabbed my arm. Mm. I was gonna do it. Because look, I got a whole bunch of gay friends, I got gay family members. I ain't I ain't homophobic. But if I tell you no, no means no. All true. And it don't even matter if it's no, it's just the it, it don't matter if I'm down with it. It's just the fact that I said no. So I, I will, and, and I put that on going to help him, bro. I finna do it, but it ain't it ain't always that bad. Cause I, I remember, I remember this one time I went to, uh, yeah, I was in Walmart on Mansfield Road, and I passed by the uh, uh, drug section, cause I was finna get some deodorant. And then this chick come and found me, black chick. And she said, are you Miss Peaches? Of course, I said, not today. And she said, oh, well, them people that work over there in the pharmacy want you to come over there because they, they your fan. And I said, all right, let me get my stuff and then I'll come over there. So I goes over there. And they tell me about this dude that works there, but he, he was off because it was his birthday. So they was like, if you sign him an autograph, that'll just make his birthday. So I signed the autograph and went to go leave off. But there was a there was another time I was at the Walmart on Burt Coons. And me, one of my producers and my manager, we was walking through the front of the store behind the cash registers, and I saw this little girl pointing at me. And she couldn't have been more than eight or nine, but she pointed at me and, and put on her mama's shirt like, Mama, look. So the people I was with didn't notice it. I noticed it, but they didn't. I ducked in the clothing department so quick and I could hear the woman say, who was that man with y'all? And they told him, oh, that's hip hop. And she said, oh, my little girl thought that was Miss Peaches. <laughs> and they said, oh yeah, he Miss Peaches too. And I was like, man, why you rat me out? It's, it's like one o'clock in the morning. We walk through Walmart. I'm trying to get some white beaters and some toothpaste. I ain't thinking about no Miss Peach. So 
my producer turned around and said, you probably where you at? So I had to go and respond. And the little girl like, mama, that's him, that's him. And the woman was so mad because she thought the little girl was going to fit me because I'm looking like a dude, but she calling me a woman. And and we when we barely told her, you know, it was cool, she was like, I, I did. I just, I, I'm, I'm not big on being famous. I'm not big on famous confrontation. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I, I, I wanted to be famous, but I wanted to be famous from a distance. <laughs> I talk, cause look, I'll tell you, you don't want to meet the, the people that you look up to as famous. You don't want to meet them. Cause you find out they know them. They just like that dude that used to live down the street from you. I'm like, oh lord. I mean, the first time I met Master P, I was so disappointed. <laughs> Why you mad, Master P? I met him. He was in Shreveport, and uh, uh, they used to have these little concerts at uh, uh, Independence Stadium. And he was oh, oh, Super Soul Sunday. Yeah, he he was he was there, but he was just walking around in the crowd, and I'm like, I said, hey, you ain't worried about walking around in this crowd, and he was like, I'm a gangster. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to talk to you no more. Oh my God, this is epic, man. Look, now my homeboy, my homeboy. But told me there was an article. I can't remember what the name of the magazine was, but he told me it was an article in there about me. So I went and found the magazine. And matter of fact, you see that picture? Yes. Me, Snoop, and Jay-Z. So in the article, they asked Snoop and Jay-Z what did they think about me? Snoop said, oh, that's my homie. He cool. I've been I've been on you know, Snoop for over 20 years. Wait, 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 wait. You know Snoop, dog. Man, when I first met Snoop, I was it, this dude, this dude that used to do tracks for me, he uh I was over his house and he he lived in Motown on Tate Street. And I went over his house, but he was in the bathroom. And his phone rung. And he said, hey, man, who is that? I'm like, I don't know. I ain't looking at your phone. He said, look up at the TV. So I looked up at the TV, and the name, the call ID was on the TV. So I said, well, I said, and I, and I, I didn't think straight at first. And I said, uh, somebody named Calvin Broad is calling you from Baton Rouge. And after I said it, I realized who I was saying. It was him. He said, well, answer the phone. So I answered the phone. Hey, hey, man, what's up, man? And I'm like, uh, nothing, Greg in the bathroom. Do you want me to call you back? He's like, yeah, tell him to come back. So I, I, I ain't thinking nothing of it, but we got cool later down the road. But now Jay-Z, he want to turn around, like, man, I don't fuck with that. That ain't no real rap music. I was like, oh. 
You can't even rap that goddamn good. You gonna talk bad about me? <laughs> See, a lot of people, a lot of people don't know this, cause a lot of black people don't like Eminem. But Jay Z had an album called The Blueprint, and on that on the album, he had a song with Eminem called uh, Renegade. Eminem made him look so goddamn bad. And messed around. Now let me let me tell you how you know I ain't lying. When Lil Wayne contacted Eminem to do a song together, and I just saw this interview the other day. Lil Wayne told Eminem, he said, "You're not gonna clown me like you clown everybody else. Just write a regular song." So Eminem said he told it down. But Eminem a bad man. Yeah. Now, yeah. the one thing that hurt my feelings a little bit is when Friday Chicken first came out and it was hot and everybody was listening to it and playing it, and, and there was all these famous people and uh, 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 what do you call them? Newspapers. I had to think about it. You know, I'm talking about to do newspaper no more. But back then, there was all these articles about how I made black people look bad, you know, sedated black people, they don't like colored folks. And in the chance they get the top us down, they will. But, oh, funk ass Oprah Winfrey, this helpful in front of her book club on live TV, you know, a room full of white people. She told them there's this video out. Um, Miss Peaches find that chicken, and she uh, Peaches is making black people look bad, and she set us back four hundred years, and it's just coonery. I'm like, bitch, ain't nobody. I said cooteries since the 60s. And I'm cooning because I ate some chicken. Chicken, chicken, a motherfucker. I mean, look at me. You know a chicken ain't saving nowhere on this planet. Not at all. Everybody eat chicken. Everybody. Exactly. So you, you just shot my views up by a million. Cause you just told this room and everybody on TV, you gotta see this video. So they went and seen it. You helped me more than you took me down. Ooh, bless wow. her heart. Yeah, yeah. So hey, I, I ain't mad at her. Cause uh, bad advertising is better than good advertising. All, all, all true. So when did you? knew that you blew up like what was that moment that you knew you were famous i was at the studio one day and the phone rang and it was george clinton saying that he was trying to get permission to use my song when he'd be on the road that's deep I'm like, I don't even know why you ask, nigga. You know who you are. You George Clinton. Who gonna tell you no? That's deep. That's deep. It is, no. 
you know what? I'm lying because I had it out of order. I was sitting in my living room. I used to live right over there by Atlas. And I was sitting in my living room. My girl and her kids was in the back. And I was watching something on VH1 about the uh, uh, the the most popular things that happened in the year before. Mm-hmm. And then I'm sitting there watching, and they're going to go to a commercial. And it said, and Flavor Flav uh, has a house full of women. And then they said, and Miss Peaches fried some chicken. I'm like, huh? <laughs> no, they, nah, y'all playing. So I called my girl and I told her, I said, I'm going to be on VH1. And she said, Buck, leave me alone. And I was like, I told you. So, so when they come back on and they played the song, and they didn't say nothing bad, they said good stuff. But she, she, heard the music playing so she comes in there and she was like nigga you on tv for real what year was it oh lord nah it was one time she uh i didn't never take her or my kids or her kids with me when i was going to do stuff you know with me so <laughs> that's gonna trip you out. <laughs> yeah. She used to work at Circle K across the street from Boston Air Force Base. Mm. And Kali used to live in Boston. He went in the store, but she didn't know who he was. She was talking to some dude, but she wasn't talking to some dude like, yes, hey, how you doing? Have a nice day. She was talking to the dude. And Kylie called me as soon as he walked out that store. He said, man, I'm in the parking lot right now. <laughs> and I was like, wow. And then he said he went back in the store to get something. And they was arguing. So he used to like kind of play to the background a little bit to see what they was arguing about. And the dude told her he knew who she was. She like, don't you mess with hip hop? And she said, yeah, what they got to do with anything? And the dude told her, that's my own boy, I ain't messing with you. I say, well, I guess it's good to be in the music business and people know you. That good, that part. Good at what you do. That part. Next question. What challenges did you overcome on your journey? Being broke. Mostly being broke. I mean, I mean, come on now, you know. If you're going to be in the business, this has got to be equitable some kind of way. Yes, sir. And I'm, I'm yes. like I said, I've been in 30, almost 40 years, and now I'm playing the background. I don't need to be famous no more. I already did that. Give me the money. I'm trying to retire. I got grandkids. I'm trying to retire. 
All right. All right, that, lead, that leads to this next question. How do you define success? Success is when you can look back, see nothing, and then look forward and see anything and everything that a, a person could possibly want or anything you want. And even if you ain't got it, you know how to get it. You see the possibility of having it. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Because it's like, you know, I look at when when I was when I was how was I like 12, 13 years old, I used to come to Dallas in the summer to hang out with my cousins. And they went to school with Larry Johnson and Erica Badu. And we all used to play together, but you know back then they wasn't nobody. So I rem I remember <laughs> The executive producer of Friday Chicken, him and Erica went to Gremlin together. And he produced her first album that probably nobody ever heard before. But when we, uh, when Friday Chicken first came out and she heard it, well, he played it for, but I was in the other room. So he calls me in there, and I said, what's up? And, and he said, somebody want to ask you a question. So I said, hello? <laughs> it was Erica. And she said, I heard you sound. If you was broke, you could have called me. <laughs> and I'm like, huh? She said, that's the craziest song I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> She thought I did it because I was broke. <laughs> and I told her, I said, I ain't, I ain't broke. No, but, but why the hell would I call you for, if I was broke? You left person on my mind. But we, we, we did use to play together when we were younger. Her and Yeah, we're just her and Larry Johnson. But okay, we gonna go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. I'm good with that. No, listen, I'm listening. I, I want to take it in. <laughs> it's it ain't no stuff. I had to remember stuff. Just, I mean, you know, the only thing that ever pissed me off about the industry was when Jay Z badmouthed me and Oprah badmouthed me. It just that, that just it ain't hurt my feelings. It just made me mad because I'm like, you know, I'm from Louisiana. We know how to shut our damn mouth. I live out here in Dallas, man. I guess these people out here don't know because they always saying something crazy to me. This uh, it's a mechanic shop right here by my house, and they uh, the dude that own it, he's some kind of Indian or Iranian or something. It was a black dude. It was a black dude that uh. Was in there with his mom, waiting to get their car fixed. And the black dude went to the bathroom, and when he got to wash his hands, he threw the paper towel in the toilet. So the dude that on the place went in behind him and saw. He said, "Which one of you niggas put this uh, paper towel in my toilet?" So he 
he knew somebody that was big on social media. He called him and told him what happened. And before that day was over, it was a couple hundred people over there protesting and the news was out there and helicopters was flying by and all this stuff. So I go, it's a it's in the strip mall right past the mechanic shop. I go over there to get me some cigarettes. And it's like five or six people standing right in front of the door of the smoke shop. So I just, you know, walk by and say, excuse me. And I'm trying to go in the door, the door lock. And I'm like, okay, there's a little stuff right there. I'm going to go down there and get some cigarettes. So it's a dude about, it's an older dude. And I remember this because he was retired U.S. Navy, and he was in a black Cadillac. And I'm going to the liquor store. I got to pass by him. He got out of his car and said, how you, you just go pass by them people protesting? That's all. That's what they were doing? I was like, bless their heart. He said, you don't feel no kind of way? I'm like, I'm feeling kind of way about you talking to me. And then it's Dallas, so everybody loves the cowboys. Mm -hmm. So I can't wear a cowboy. I can't. I'm going to show you. I can't wear this. No, 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 no. no. It, ain't, it ain't that they get mad. It's just, why you talking to me? I don't know you. Why are you asking me about my hat? Oh, you're a Saints fan? No, idiot. I just like wearing Saints stuff. It just, it always, it's always something crazy. And I hate when I run into people from Shreveport because they expect me to Mr. know them. Mr. Boy, we got a, a question down here in the comment section. Where did he live when he was playing with Erica Badu? Dallas. Well, I lived in Shreveport, but I would come to Dallas. Okay, my mom, she watches this show. So my mom is the person that's asking the question. Because my mama, hey, she's, mama. She's, she said that she knew Erica Badu too. So y'all might be about yeah, she, my One of my producers, she went, she, he's married to a chick that went to Gremlin with her and my ex-wife went to Gremlin with her. This is epic. <laughs> this is epic. And you know what? I like telling people this. People don't know this. A lot of people don't know this. They starting to find out. E-40 went to Gremlin. And E-40? E-40 and his brother, Be Legit, they went to Gremlin. Wait. I don't know what years they were there, but I know they went to Gremlin. This, this had to be before I was born. This had I've to never be, heard. E-40 is about my age, so this had to be the late 80s. Yeah, I was, I was, still, I was still in the diapers then. Uh, I was still in the diapers. The next question, the next question, what's the best advice you can give someone thinking about starting a business or pursuing their dreams? First of all, 
Take God with you. Keep, keep God in your life, no matter what. And don't mess over nobody. You mess over somebody, you just dirty wrong, and eventually people gonna find out, and it's gonna mess up your career. Stay strong, stay with your mind and God, and you be like, you'll make it. Like that, like that. That's that. That's profound. Somebody need to hear that tonight. That's what's up. Do um, next question. Give me your favorite quote and why. Niggas and flies. I do the spies. The more I see niggas, the more I love flies. <laughs> And to answer the part about why, it's just true. I mean, you th you th think about it. You know, a flat buzzing around, you can keep doing this. But it's some niggas that come around, you just want to shoot them. You're like, I'm going to have to kill this nigga. <laughs> Ain't no winning with him. This deep. You know, so you, can get, you can get something and swat a fly. You can't just swat a nigga. You got to kill it. <laughs> that part. That part. That, that's the most original I've ever heard tonight. It's, 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 it's real, man. Like I was dating this chick from New York. I thought in my mind a woman from New York would be more intelligent than a woman from down south. Until we that broke bro up. And this half popped up in my house and said, Well, I texted you. I'm like, What that mean? I ain't respond. You can't just pop up in my house. And I was like, Okay, man, maybe you don't know, but. Like, we don't do that. <laughs> Hell, I don't even know where they do that at. Mm -mm, we don't do that. Mm -mm. And, and to this day, the last time I talked to her, she asked me, can we still be friends? I'm like, no, I don't even want to remember that I know you. <laughs> I don't like people that you hang out with. I don't like anything. I'm mad at your mom and your daddy. They did some bad one night. I can't believe you saying that. I can't believe you popped up at my damn house. Therefore, so I know that you said that you are from Shreveport, born and raised in Shreveport. Can you tell me three things you like to see better in our community? <laughs> A larger police force. Niggas crazy. That's why you in the house right now. You like, hey, 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 I'm staying here. Yep. You know these niggas. Them niggas is crazy. I'll be embarrassed to tell people I'm from Shreveport. Sometimes they be like, "You from Shreveport? Are you safe?" I'm like, "Yeah, I live in Dallas now." Y'all criminals have a reason for crying. My, my, little, my 
little cousin killed the nigga and just got away with it. Dude, not on this show. Dude said on this show. Okay, Chris. <laughs> Wait, okay, Chris killed cousin. Yeah. I actually saw that story on the news. I saw that story on the news. You, you, you. I don't, I don't always tell people that, but OJ, my cousin too. That part. He's staying Greenwood right now. That's deep. That's deep. So you, uh, you did give me one response on one of the things you would like to see better. Can you give me two more things you would like to see better in our community? I would like to see people moving back to Treeport. Uh, uh, some some go on in Shreveport that make people want to live there. Mm -hmm. Bring more money into the economy. The casino done did what all they can do. That part. Right. <laughs> it ain't been getting no better because of casino there. Mm -hmm. That's the truth. I ain't even know about Bally's. I accidentally found out about that. Mm -hmm. What time is it? Oh. It is 8.03. We got one last question and then we're going to dive into candy or corn. What would be your next, what would be your wish for the next generation? My son hit me about a month ago. My youngest son, he said, Daddy, I'm finna send you this video. You gotta watch it. The video was my next oldest son rapping. He's actually good. But he, everything he was saying was so negative and, and disrespectful and just. I guess he was trying to be gangster, but that ain't mm -hmm. what's up. That ain't how you sell records. You know, you you, you thinking because your homeboys like it and y'all like NBA young boy and all these other little gangster mumble mouth rappers, that that's what you supposed to be doing. You can't sell records out of Shreveport like that. It ain't gonna happen. Shreveport is too too Christian oriented. For that to happen, See, I, yes, I remember my the first record I ever did. I used to I used to DJ for this uh, other rap group, and they did like gangster stuff, and I was cool with it because at the time, you know, NWA and Too Short and all them was hot. And my I I would record them, and I let people here to get what people think. And mm -hmm. this one homeboy I had named Marvin, he was, he was, he like went to school with my aunt at Huntington. And he said, uh, he said, man, if you clean that up, I put my own money on that. And, and I was like, whoa. So it was, we was in my bedroom one day. I'm still in high school at the time. I had just got married to my first wife, and she could hear us talking. And this one guy, he said, 
I was telling him what the dude had said, and he said, "Well, uh, if you know so much, why don't you start rapping?" And I was like, "Man, he tripping." So my wife later on that evening, we were talking, and she said, "Why don't you start rapping?" So I wrote two songs. It was a guy named Polo. Marcus Palmer. He from Motown. Guy resident, R.I.P. Polo. But he uh he did music. He was a producer. So I went to him and got some music for those two songs and recorded them. And when he finally finished with the music, used to work at Music City. You remember Music City? I used mm-hmm. to work up there. So I goes in to work, but I picked up the music from Polo and I went to work. So I started playing it in the sound system in the store. Well, that day, it just so happened, Marvin had a part of the DJ. And so he came in the store and he was like, give me that, give me that, give me that. And whatever that is, you're playing right there. And I was like, I can't get you what's playing right there. That's me. And he's like, man, come on now. You just don't want me to have the new music. I'm like, man, that ain't new. It ain't even out yet. And he said, what you going to do with it? I said, well, you know, I got a, I got a new wife and, and, a, and a new baby. I ain't got no money to invest in that right now. And he said, well, if I pay for it, you'll do it. I'm like, yeah. So he left. And this dude that worked for Channel 6 owned the record company. And he come in looking for Elon, the owner. Mm-hmm. And he said, nah, you know, I'm looking for Elon. But as when I went to the back to get Elon, he's still not there listening to the music. And he said, who is that? And I said, oh, that's me. You know, I'm saying no, like I ain't nothing because I just... I really just did the songs to prove to the other people that I could do it. You know, I'm 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 a firm believer in if you want me to do something, tell me I can't do it. I'll prove you wrong. I make each word. So, cause I had a whole bunch of people, um, mainly my uh, my one and only uncle, told me I should leave hip hop music alone because it wasn't going nowhere. And now we got billionaires. 50 years of hip-hop. Well, he did now, so it's okay. But, I did all that, and to this day, the dude who told me, why, you, why don't you rap? If you know so much, that dude, he will not talk to me to save his life. But, he still lives in the same apartment he was living in in the Sydney's. They got a house phone, and the phone number is still the same. So uh, whatever hit record he was going to put out, I'm, I'm still waiting on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And I, I, really, yes. I really ain't got but one thing to say to him. You're, when you you ready? When you gonna do? I'm, I, don't, I, don't I'm, even, I'm I don't even want you to sell more records with me. Sell half what I sold. 
with your bad self. <laughs> Mr. Boyd, Mr. Boyd, this has been a night. This is okay. Okay. Before we go, I gotta give you one more Shreveport hip hop story. Okay. Back, I guess this was the early nineties. MC Eight and DJ Quick was beefing. Now. I got to I got to clean this up because your mama might still be listening. But I don't remember who started it, but they were beefing. Now you know both of them were from Compton, but MCA felt some type of way because Quick wasn't actually from Compton. He was from the bottoms in Shreveport. And I didn't know. Nope. I guess nobody knew at the time. But him, second to none, and in too deep, came to Shreveport to do a concert at the Municipal Auditorium. And some kind of way, my homeboy Eli got them to come to Music City and do a autograph signing party. So they come, but whoever brought them left. They was ready to go before that person came back to get them. So we took them to their hotel. As we go into our hotel, and you from Shreveport, you can follow this. We got on Juella, headed toward our 20. And when we went over the bridge, Quick said, make this right on Hollywood. And me and Eli looked at each other like, how the hell he do that? But we think maybe that's just the way they brought it. So we get down to Linwood, and he said, take a left. Now we really question this, because we like, this dude know where he going. So we get, OK, I, I forgot to tell you the part about what MC8 said. He said, this nigga talking about he from Compton. He ain't from Compton. He from a a couple of really bad words. But he was talking about street foot. So we get down now. We're going down Linwood now. And we back to going towards our twin again. We get to the corner of King's Highway. Now, you probably not going to know this. But if your mama's still listening, she going to know. He looked out the window. And said, damn, Confederates still look the same. That's when me and Eli looked at each other. I'm like, oh, that nigga know way too much now. You don't even know what I'm talking about, do it. Mm-hmm. LSU used to be called Confederate Memorial Hospital in the 70s. Oof. To 1976. They, they changed the name to LSU in 1976. And it's, Ashner or whatever it is now, but the only way he could have knew that is if he was from Shreveport. So we asked him, like, how you know they used to be Confederate? He said, I was born in there. 1971, June of 1971. 
And I'm really tripping because I was born in uh, July 1971. I'm like, this, he know what he talking about. <laughs> but that, that always used to get me that people that went and became somebody and went and met they from, they from Shreveport. You know, like OJ, uh, Venus Nim Daddy, uh, uh, Johnny Cochran. Regina King. Oh, girl, played Ice Cube sister on Friday. Yeah. Queensboro. Man, you better shut up talking to me. Man, I'm stop telling these folks, did Regina King from Queensboro? Yep. 227? Regina King? All right. <laughs> this is too deep. This is probably gonna be my best show yet. And it will oh. is, wow. Wow. We go we go dive into candy call because we can be here talking about celebrities. <laughs> All right, y'all. So we're about to dive into candy or corn. I am gonna ask you about these candies. If you'd eat these candies, you could say candy. If you would not eat these candies, you can say corn. Okay. All right, and everybody at home, if y'all are tuning in tonight, y'all can play candy or corn with us. Leave your comments down in the comment section. All right. First candy up. Your peppermint patty. Corn. One hundred grand. Candy. Sneakers. Candy, candy. m Candies. Peanut. Mike and Ike's. Candy. Lemonhead. Candy. Twix. Candy, candy. Skittles. Candy. Sour Patch Kids. Corn, corn. And the final candy up is candy corn. Yeah. All day, every day. Candy. <laughs> oh, I really just don't understand why people don't like candy corn. No, that's got to be a generational thing. Uh, I'm pretty sure because I mean, I've been eating it all my life. Well, that's candy or corn. That's what's up. All right. So I got to again thank Mr. Nelson Boyd, a.k.a. Miss Hip Hop Peaches. Miss Peaches. Ray Ray. Royalty. Man. Man, I, I can't believe I got you on my podcast. Look, I'm going to tell you something else. I, uh, I was looking on Facebook the other day. And some chick posted uh, the album cover from NHC, you know, from Shreveport. Yeah. And I, I, I was feeling laughing off, but then I thought about it. I said, "Nah, I'm gonna say something." So I said, "I said I don't remember what I said, but." The people that was coming on it, they knew who I was, but she didn't. Whoever posted it. And I was like, 
they was talking about me on that album. And then she was responding back with something like, oh, I didn't know what's on. And I told her, because I, you know, I, I know the, I used to have this homeboy named Bryce. He did now. But he, uh, he hadn't heard the song and he asked me about it. So I started rapping it for him. And he was like, how you know all the words? I'm like, they're talking about me. Shit, it, I mean, it was a wonderful thing. KP, Kevin Pearson, he was talking about me, but I couldn't, I, I couldn't get mad because I was just on up that he thought about me. <laughs> but that that kind of stuff happen all the time, man. They go, they go okay. They go, they go some more advice for anybody trying to come up. Just do you. Don't worry about okay. what somebody thinks. We got a request down in the comment section. My mom is requesting that you would rap. I'm a dude, but I hate that. Look, she said, thank you. I can see what you said. But look, I just like, I remember I was dating a chick one time, and she invited me over to her folks' house, and her dad just had to do it. He said, oh, they told me you a comedian. Tell me a joke. Like, for what? I ain't at work right now. I'm just over here chilling. Can I get a Coke? <laughs> Can I get a glass of water or something? She said, rap. Let me see. I don't really rap no more. But, okay, so your mom, because it's her. I had a fight with Chuck. The punk motherfucker tried to stab me in the gut, so I dazed him with an uppercut. Snapped the neck off Michael Myers, then I freaked it, because it was August, and he was talking this trick-or-treat shit. Jason, my man, slain rocks like right up the block. 143rd in Amsterdam by the smoke shop. Norman Bates worked the night shift late, so since he dresses like his mama, I'm a pimp in this whole cake. That's enough. That part. Mr. Nelson Boy, tell people how can they follow you about your music and just how they can get in contact. Just get in contact with me as Nelson Boy on Facebook. Just Nelson Boy. Get at me. It's whatever. If you if you looking to get in the business, I'm see what I can or can't do for you. Um, if you need some beats, you need a DJ, got you. You need, you need to write your song, I got you. Get out your butt. Yes, sir. Thank you for coming through tonight. Baby. Thank you so much for coming through tonight. This 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 is world, world history for me tonight. <laughs> I have Mr. Friday Chicken on my show tonight. So thank you so much for coming through, for hanging out tonight, just for your time. That's all good, bro. I appreciate so you good. too. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And we got we gonna talk after we wrap up here. So you be on standby. I'm gonna give you a shout after we wrap that's cool. up. What's up. That's what's up. All right. Have, have a good one. I'm gonna be in contact. You too, man. Y'all be blessed. All right, y'all. Um, 
tonight, 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 tonight was a spectacular show. Uh, gotta send shout outs to everybody who's tuning in. Everybody who's tuning in, thank y'all for tuning in. Um, to every person who gets to see this show, if you got to see it tonight, please like, comment, and share. I am also welcoming stars for people who can send stars for tonight's show. And um, again, I, I just I gotta thank Mr. Nelson Boyd, aka Mr. Friday Chicken, world famous for doing tonight's little tea time. Um, I'm just, I'm astounded, very astounded. Got to share this tea a little bit before we get out of here. So I got to send shout outs to Miss Christy Woodard, April the 13th at 7 p.m. She will be live at the Robinson Film Center with Story Tell Hers, Volume 2, where she's bringing together female filmmakers who are telling their stories from the female point of view. So if you haven't gotten your tickets yet, definitely want to get your tickets and do not miss it. April the 14th, muralist Kadavian Baylor and Mr. Eric Francis are having a mural talk gathering information from the community to inspire the basketball court mural down in the city of Monroe in the zoo pavilion that's going to be at 4.30 to 6.30 p.m. at the Charles Johnson Park in Monroe. So congratulations to you guys. And also, also, also got to send shout-outs to Shana Renee, Scooterman, and Shana D. Music getting ready for their play Smoking Aces taking place May the 11th and 12th at the East Bank Theater. And you guys... As always, I definitely would love to have you guys check out the books available right now. Coming full circle with the Verized Edition. Coming full circle to Marriage, Money, and Mayhem. My first book of poetry, The Confessions of a Conceited Drama King, which is not available on hand, but available on Amazon.com. My third book of poetry, Quarantine Quest. And my second book of poetry, Catching Up With Me, all available right now at Amazon.com. Just type search Jarius, J-R-A-Y-I-S, Dion, D-E-Y-O-N-D, and get into the books over there. You can also find the books at Agora Borealis at 421 Lake Street here in Shreveport, Louisiana. Also, you can check out A Little Tea Term via Facebook Live here on YouTube at Jerry with A Little Tea Time and on Spotify at A Little Tea Time as well. So y'all get into it and don't miss those episodes of A Little Tea Time, right? Also, you can check me out on Grade A Grub on YouTube as well. That's G-R-A-D-E-A-Y-E-G-U-G-R-U-B. Sorry, G-R-U-B, Grade A Grub, available on YouTube. and 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 as I always say, you matter. Let's continue to build and go grow and go higher Shreveport. And as I say after every single show, remember to be great on purpose and not by accident.
The future is now. I am Jared, a.k.a. D, your host of A Little Tea Time and your favorite published author's favorite published author. Until the next episode of A Little Tea Time, y'all stay cool, be well, and great night, right? And again, shout outs again to Mr. Nelson Boyd, a.k.a. Mr. Private Chicken, world famous. Um, I had a great time with y'all tonight. I am out of here. I love you too. Y'all take care and be well. Hi, Mom. I love you. Good night.